welcome to Unleading. I am Shauna Steffen interviewing Darcy Winslow today. Darcy is a rare person who knows how to facilitate system-wide change at a multinational level, which is what she did during her leadership tenure at Nike. She revels in dreaming big and navigating unknown waters toward what's possible. When she was director for advanced research and development, she was the catalytic force for setting Nike's first goals of zero waste, zero toxics, 100% closed loop systems, all of which set Nike on a path toward corporate responsibility. Darcy is a brilliant systems thinker and she has a big heart. Her voice inspires us to stand at the edge and claim our restorative leadership role, making the difference that we uniquely have the opportunity and responsibility to make. I'm really happy to get to share what Darcy had to say during our visit. Darcy, what would you say compels you to do the work that you do? Oh, that's a complicated question. Um, These days, it's sitting with the knowledge of what we as a global population have created and the mess we now find ourselves in. And while I fully recognize that one person can only make so much of a difference, it's one of the choices um, that I intentionally made several years ago that knowing what needs to happen in the world, we can do one of three things. We can do nothing and just accept our fate. We can follow the leader and do what we can, or we can just throw every bit of energy and resource we have left to us to try and shift the trajectory that we are on globally, and that is what I've chosen to do. So my focus now has really centered on Uh, along with the work of the members of the the Academy for Systemic Change to focus on the next generation leaders of systemic change and to work across industries, to work across sectors, to work across generations, to build the capacity of these leaders such that they can convene and design and facilitate and bring people together at a systemic level to help that transformation. And, you know, as we say within the academy, at a scale that matters and in a time frame that matters. So the sense of urgency is very much a driver, being clear on the state of critical ecosystems that we are dependent upon and their near collapse. Um, it, It compels me every day. Thank you so much. You had a very long service through and with your work at Nike. And so I would love to hear about any defining moments or turning points that stand out for you as either director of sustainable business opportunities or in your senior management role with Global Women's Fitness on your journey to have this kind of impact? Ah. 
Well, getting into the world of sustainability, um, there were a few things that happened within a fairly short period of time. And looking back on it, I've often characterized it as the time when I finally came out of the cave mm. and began to understand the, the magnitude of the negative impact that we were having on the world from a business perspective, and not that Nike is by any means, you know, the worst, but it was just an awakening that all was not good and that growth for growth's sake was not the end game. And at that time, I was the director for advanced research and development uh, at Nike, and that division is responsible for looking out two to ten years and making investments in things like research, new materials, new processes, design, operations, manufacturing, um, anything associated with moving the business forward, especially in the area of products for athletes. And I had been at Nike for about ten years at that time, and I found myself thinking one day that as heady as this work was, that there had to be more to life than the next widget on a running shoe. And it just became as simple as that for me. And again, my background is in biomechanical research and exercise physiology, and I was reveling in being in the heart of where new stuff from Nike came from. But I was still just, I was challenged with that question. And about the same time, I read the book Living Downstream by Sandra Steingraber, and it got me thinking, what are we surrounded by today that in a year from now or two years from now or five years from now, it will be banned because it's been proven to be toxic or harmful to people or water or air, whatever. So I was sitting with that question, and in comes Bill McDonough and Michael Bronkart. Oh, great. Yeah, so you know them. And Bill had just designed our European headquarters, and one of my colleagues uh, at Nike had invited them to World Campus uh, headquarters. And we pulled together about 10 of the business leaders in the footwear division, including the gentleman who's now CEO. And we met with them all afternoon, but one of the first questions Bill asked us was, do you know what's in your running shoes? And we had, you know, the head of design, and I was the head of advanced research and development. We had the head of all products, now CEO. And so we said, yes, of course we know what's in our product. And Bill and Michael had done a gas chromatograph analysis of one of our leading running shoes, and it showed all the chemicals uh, that had been embedded in the shoe through our material choices and manufacturing, even transportation. And you know, that day, I remember it was April 14th, 1997, and the answer was no, we did not know what was in our product. And that is when this part of my journey really started. There were a few other early things that happened, but that was the absolute catalyst, and I never looked back from that day, uh, and I'm so thankful for it, uh, because it just, it opened the world um, to me in so many different ways, certainly personally, but professionally, and 
you know, what our responsibility as a leader in the company and as the leading company in the industry, now that we knew we had to do something. And um, I, I found my path. Thank you. Darcy, what are you most proud um, on this journey of accomplishing or contributing? Well, the, the contributing, that is still underway, <laughs> and it just continues to evolve. Um, you know, I think it has, boy, that's, that's a tough question. What am I proud of having contributed? You know, one thing is about women in this area, and in 1999, uh, the SOL, Society for Organizational Learning, uh, created what was called the Sustainability Consortium under SOL. And Peter and a couple of other um, consultants who worked with Peter, they had the idea of starting this. And the early companies were Nike and DuPont and British Petroleum and Interface and Ford and um, Harley-Davidson. And it, you know, just continued to grow. And about three years into it, we recognized that there was a predominance of women showing up to represent their companies. And we created uh, an offshoot of the sustainability consortium called Women Leading Sustainability. And there's still a group to this day. We continue to meet once a month on the phone around the world. And I, I think the biggest contribution or what I'm, I, I have trouble using the word proud, um, where I've appreciated spending a lot of my time and effort and energy is around supporting women mm-hmm. in this work. First of all, it is, especially for companies and organizations just getting started, it's a very foreign concept. And women in leadership roles, as you know, uh, often that's a very lonely seat to fill. Those two combined, it makes it doubly uh, difficult to engage an organization, especially large organizations. So supporting women in their own personal leadership and their capacity and their confidence to do this work, and then also on a professional level, just, you know, sharing whatever I can, the experiences, the information I might have, um, and what it's like to survive and thrive in that work, I guess that's where I would say I've had a big contribution. Now, I know you also speak to the idea of value chain impact, and I'm wondering if you could say a little bit about what that means and the opportunities you've had to forward that. Yeah, the work around value chains, again, this goes back to the early days of understanding Nike's impact, um, control, influence, and impact in the world and their business uh, processes, and just looking at the entire value chain, which, you know, most people talk about supply chains, and that's, you know, that, that's very uh, understandable, your suppliers and your retailers and everything in between. 
But with the value chain, it also includes the consumers or customers or people. Um, and in, again, in the early days, we created a systems map at Nike to better understand how do we begin to achieve the goals that we had set. Um, and I set Nike's first goals from a business perspective around zero waste, zero toxics, 100% closed loop systems, and sustainable growth and consumption. And so by understanding this map of our entire value chain, uh, it, it a, became a map that we could all point to and say, okay, I see where I sit in this, I see where I have impact, I see where I have control, I see where I have influence, and to begin to engage it. So it's as simple as that, the value chain, um, not just your supply chain, and really understanding uh, those three different levels, control, influence, and impact, and making decisions accordingly. Great. Thank you. Darcy, when you think about your impact through the work at Nike and then your evolving impact beyond, what would you say are the keys to your success at having the kind of impact you intend? Well, I think... There are a few things. You know, one, just being a constant learner and just absorbing, being a sponge and being able to um, work with the complexity of the issues. And that's part practice. That's part just being able to really see and understand systems. And that's probably an inadequate answer. I think another key part of this is being comfortable in the unknown, and a lot of people aren't. I always reveled in stepping into the unknown, identifying an opportunity, a possibility, a need, and saying, I think this needs to happen, and I have absolutely no idea how to do it, but I know it needs to be done. And that's pretty much how my career evolved at Nike. Um, and so I think you need people on all ends of the spectrum, and that was that was one of the roles that I played. And now being in this work, uh, you know, I recognize that in others. This is, you know, this is new territory for all of us, as you know. And finding like-minded and working with like-minded people who can stand at the edge of these systems and be able to sit with the unknown, to invite others in, to be able to have the conversations, the dialogue, uh, to explore and to experiment with what we can do together. Um, and it takes a level of vulnerability and humility to just say, I have no idea, but we've got to figure this out. What does sustainability mean to you? A couple of ways that I've come to characterize it for me um, and, you know, others that I work with over many years, moving from the Brooklyn definition to 
simply asking people what they love and what they want to conserve. And that's where we start. And that it's not sustainability is not a problem to be solved, but a condition to be created. And by starting there, you start from a place of deep love. Thank you so much. What would you say those working for global sustainability and collective well-being need to be successful? Could I hate for this to sound as simple as this, but we need to collaborate on levels that we never have before. And I think we need to figure out how to get governments working together, including our own first. I also think that in this collaboration, we need to completely reinvent the financial system and to and I, I think there are examples out there with, uh, you know, genuine progress indicators and, you know, gross national happiness uh, to create new sets of indicators for the health and success of companies and to blow up the current Wall Street model of rewarding companies. So politics a new financial system or measure, you know, moving beyond GDP, I guess, um, and collaboration. Small things. Can <laughs> <laughs> we just get started on that? This has been a conversation on leading with Darcy Winslow. I am Shauna Stefan, and I thank you for tuning in. To learn more about how to engage in systemic change with Darcy, go to academyforchange.org. And to learn more about restorative leadership in action, you can visit restorativeleadership.org or subscribe on iTunes. Thank you.